podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, don't take it seriously. We're only bugging. Hello, my name is Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers. We've reached that point in the season. It's a bit like when you look around the football grounds. And some stadiums will announce all capacity, but you know, you look at no, no one's bothering anymore, are they? They've given it all up. Tragically, we've lost Gary Hayes, um, of course, who's uh, very much our Chelsea voice. Um, but he will return when we come back for a FA Cup final special a couple of weeks' time. But... I'm dying to say Mr. Kevin Day, um, who obviously has been living under a rock for the last two months. No, no, he's all right. No, he's... He, 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 all right he, now. You would take it on the chin. No, exactly. You know, he's Except for the fact you've bought me a packet of crisps, which I clearly can't eat during the pod. <laughs> no, that was, a, that was one of my first mistakes. Um, I think it's but, the first food you've ever... You've bought me a lot of drink in the past 20 years, but I think I, it's the first food you've ever actually I, bought me. I didn't know what to buy you. I, this is pretty much like Valentine's Day for me, <laughs> when you said, can you get me something to eat? I'm, I'm, I'm late. I, and did I, not, I, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I specified what I wanted. I said, can you get me a packet of pork scratchings? Oh, and I, my first choice was a dozen roses, but I thought <laughs> those thorns are quite... They'll, they'll, they'll cut your tongue. So I compromised and went for some mature cheddar kettle chips. But we'll talk about uh, Palace in a moment's time, because... The, the man sitting next to Kevin, I said, don't come back here, you, until European and indeed world football is fixed. And the good news, of course, Andy Brassel, is that since uh, in, the, in the last week or so, they've got rid of two lawyers who no, are no longer required because football is now formally fixed on a world level. You must be so pleased. Uh, yeah, it's reached some sort of nirvana, <laughs> really. Just just in time for the World Cup in Russia next. How year. about that? The amazing oh, sorry, thing, just, of- the fact that FIFA this week obviously trying to distract us from all going. Well, we might bring in sim bins. It's like, well, we know he's going in the first lot of sim bins. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's everybody who runs FIFA. Yeah. Style. That's <laughs> that's what worries me when they start. They're clearly trying to distract from the fact that as you know, there's corruption on a massive level. Even in the fact that the World Cup in Russia can't attract any sponsors other than Gazprom and, and the official FIFA sponsors already, they can't sell tickets. We know that we know there are big problems. But so what are they bothered about? Well, yeah, Simbins in Australia, new football, target trialing those. Well, stop and, it. And, and, and the initiatives that were right. creepy. The weird thing, Anne, I don't know if you, if you followed the story during the course of that week. It was just that the the, the best bit was that the two the two lawyers who've been you know in, as unfortunately in his German accent. Uh, always refers to it as the Essex Committee, even though it's ethics. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I prefer his version. Sounds like a wrong for boy to me. But um, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, if there was prosecution for fake tans, uh, uh, a, lot of, that, a lot of Premier League <laughs> players would be in trouble, <laughs> wouldn't exactly. they? Well, obviously, well, well, uh, well, Phil Brown, obviously, setting the precedent on the South. But the, or the, indeed, those... if you saw the Benfica title celebrations. Oh, man, alive. Astonishing, wasn't it? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, not only was it Quadrophenia 2, as uh, Eliseo, their defender, did donuts on a Benfica moped around the dressing room and then around the pitch. Naturally. Um, but yeah, the fake tans on display at the official <sighs> celebrations the night after were pretty special. God bless. Incidentally, uh, the Vespa has already ended up in the club museum. Of course. Well, it is because it's now part of posterity. I haven't and because the tyres have gone bald. Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. After so, yeah. they've done a so series of donuts. they drive it away. Unlike, yeah. unlike Andy, I haven't been to a, uh, that much football on the continent, but a few years back I went to Inter Milan with some, some friends. 
uh, and an Italian friend who took us to Milan. And we got there 15 minutes before a kickoff. And he, he looked at his watch and went, oh, well, we need to move back a little bit. So we were going, what are you going to throw, like bags of urine over? He went, no, have you fine? What, what are you going to throw, bottles? No, you're fine. A burning motorbike was thrown from the top. <laughs> and he said they do it every week. This group of fans nick a motorbike on the way to the game. Burn it and throw it. Fire, set it fire. And, and my, my mate, why don't the stewards get involved? He went, would you? <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, quite what are you going to do with that bike? Yeah, yeah. Not, not 10 euros an hour. No, so, exactly. No. No. But it was, I mean, we, we, we won't go to devices. But the, just the best thing about it, Andy, was the fact that these two fellas were found out, in the, I suppose in the time of tradition, uh, they found out they were, had been sacked from their jobs getting off with a plane in Bahrain, an aeroplane that was actually their tickets paid for by FIFA to be there in the first place. Essentially, it's like working for the FBI. <laughs> where you're, you're dressing your staff, and unfortunately, you're in an office with 47 televisions in it. Yeah, it's your true. Staff are, you wonder why your staff are taking the eye off the ball. It's because they're reading behind your back that you've just been fired. Yeah. I mean, that, that is going to happen to a, a, a Premier League manager at some point in the future, isn't it? Well, They're, gi- mean- they're giving a team talk, and, and the little Sky Sources... Ticker. Well, I mean, quite literally, in the old days, of course, blokes l- learnt they weren't in the England squad by reading the, the paper, paper the yeah. following day. So, like, it's n- n- and nothing... And then it went really up to teletext, didn't it? No, exactly. It exactly. So, yeah, it's, yeah. so in, mm. in a great extent, this is very traditional it in, is. in the way that they've done it. And, so, and therefore should be commended. Football comes back to its roots. Ah, that's lovely yeah. work. Uh, listen, we, uh, I think it's patently clear that Chelsea have won the title. We've got that bit covered. But because... You don't want to carry on, because I've, I think it's great that you've... Decided to round off the season with the driest story you could possibly get about two FIFA officials being sacked. Well, yeah. We've got, what's, we, well, you're sure you've done well, with The that only now? way it's up for the next 25 <laughs> minutes was my theory, Kevin. I don't know this about is you. pretty much like being on Talk Sport yesterday when they, they started a show with a shout out to other people who'd seen rainbows at football matches. Oh, that just went, this is, I thought that was a, the, the, the biggest cul-de-sac in broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, and yet, and you yet summer. Have you ever seen a cul-de-sac with a big hole at the end of it? <laughs> well, yeah, listening to it now. We've arrived, uh, Andy, and at a point where we've got our two Europeans going to sort it out now, our finals. Juve, Real Madrid, and mm. Man United versus Ajax. Mm. Now... Is the gulf between what I've just described there as enormous as one might think? I mean, how's it how's it panned out in the season? Is is the is, is the playing field unfortunately for the whatever better term leveling out, and that there is decent calibre of football across Europe? Well, I think the thing is with the Europa League final, it's a very traditional kind of final, isn't yeah. it? For men of a certain age, yes, I'm not absolutely. looking at anyone or myself. No, no, no. no, no, no. But, but certainly like, those two teams that fit it's, that proper that you know, It's a subject yeah. game, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 it yeah, is. Yeah, and yeah. and you, you look at the way that people have been talking about Ajax, basically, I think for most people, off the back of seeing them in maximum two games in the build up. In the, yeah. in, in the so we now final. know everything. Yeah, in the, court, in, in the court final against Schalke and in the first leg of the, um, uh, the, the, the semi against Leon, exactly. Um, and that, you know they're two really seductive performances. They're seductive performances because it's Ajax and because they're young players. Yeah. And you think oh, it's it's happening. It's really happening. It's another brilliant Ajax generation. Now the fact is, realistically, if you sold those players tomorrow to Juventus mm. or Real Madrid or you know competing sides like that, they'd, they'd sink without a trace because they're not because they're not ready yet. Um, whether they probably still will get sold because that's the way that football well, works financially. Yeah, we'll see but their names pop up in 
six of them will be in middling Premier League teams yeah. in four years. You go, why do I know that fella's yeah, yeah. name? And they'll, they'll they? have good, solid careers in like a top ten team in the Bundesliga. Or but whatever. but no some better them, than that, though, really. Yeah, no? some of them might break out. The fact is, we just don't know. But just the idea of a young. Ajax team getting to the final of it's a European enough, competition. It? It, it's normal that people get carried away by it, I think. Yeah. And especially, well, against, especially against Manchester United. But yeah, you're right. There is a goal for this season. And simply because, and it's not always the case, the two best teams in the Champions League have got to the final. Ah, the two yeah, best yeah. teams in Europe have got to so the final. That, there's and a, there's a always, treat there, isn't there? Yeah, and that's, yeah. Not, that's not always the case, is it? Because you, know, you don't know how the draw is going to go. And you don't know... You know, if yeah. what, you yeah. know, if 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 a if a key player is going to get injured or or whatever, I mean, it's almost happened to Real Madrid with Gareth Bale, mm. but they're just so strong this year, and because of the Isco factor, they've managed to circumnavigate that quite nicely. And you know, there's an argument that if Bale comes back, do you pick him for the it's final anyway? Yeah. yeah, which is I, I think there, probably there not. There is an element with the with the Europa final, and like you say, it is it is a. Well, I mean, both finals are like they're teams you'd like to see in the final. Yes, basically. they look yeah. like teams that <laughs> should be in the final. Well, yeah. I think the thing with the Europa League is I wonder whether Mourinho has put too much pressure because uh, he's, it's, I mean, it's non-stop. Everything he says is about this is a must-win game. He's thrown his hat in the to, ring on this one. And he, you, you, just, you just wonder yeah. if you've got a team that are genuinely so young, they don't mind. It's the experience; they'll go for it and see what happens. Whereas his players could be. Yeah, if they if they're aware going well, if we gnaws this up with it's a, season it's a stinker yeah, to it's, lose. It's much, now he's got to this it's, point. It's, isn't yeah, it? it's a much bigger deal to them. Than it's, it, is it, a, it is, but that's, but you make a really good point there, Mark, because he's really almost staking his reputation yeah. on it. At, and, and obviously, he'll have sort of kind of bragging rights over Guardiola if he does win a European trophy. But he's put a lot of pressure on those players. This is a this is a massive game for him, isn't it? Because to a certain extent, he had a little bit of wiggle room, a bit of carte blanche for this season because mm. he was inheriting something of a disaster. But then he set himself up with like a you know massive you know unbeaten run and you know and, and chasing down yeah. fourth and you know and all that kind of stuff. But then getting here now means that the only thing that he can do is win. And yeah, all, the, right. all the good work's gone, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. I, I know we all have a tendency to, these days, look at the results and write the narrative posthumously. But the fact is, if we're being honest, a lot of people had United as their title favourites at the start of the season. Mm. And because Mourinho was in, that's I suppose. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. And but be, with, and because, but because no they bought, squad. Because they bought Pogba, because they bought Ibrahimovic. And oh, I, OK, I, I, well, I, I think, there's I think, that. You know, a lot of people still still think that, you know, if you have a great goalkeeper and a great centre-forward, which they did, yeah. um, you can kind of busk the rest. That's not necessarily true anymore. And I, I think especially in what is a stacked Premier League this year, and that's something we've seen, and that's why United went through that massive unbeaten run and still didn't get into the top four. But, you know, there's a limited amount of sympathy you can have for a, a, a team, a club or a coach, and there's a, a limited amount of excuses you can make when you have spent all that cash. So it's, it's it's very difficult. And like we saw with Liverpool last year, if they'd have won the Europa League final and they were mm-hmm. in a really good position yeah. to do that after, what, 45, 50 minutes yeah. or whatever, um, and then to end up with with nothing, it completely changes the season. So you're yeah. right, they're in exactly the same shoes as Liverpool at, at, at this point last season. I, what, what, see, place, what plays in his favour, though, and you know Mourinho, yeah. Mourinho will be selling it like this, is that you pretty much know that every neutral in Europe will be wanting Ajax to win that yeah, game. Yeah, there's that sense of romance so, about yeah, it. So Mourinho, yeah, yeah. Mourinho will be selling that, that narrative. It's like that, that backs to the wall yeah. under siege mentality. But the things as well, you look at United, their, their first team is a, is a really good... Their first team's as good pretty much as any first team in the Premier League. 
It's just it doesn't mm. go that deep. And the fact, and it's, I mean, it, I tell you, it's good news for it's good news for Palace because he's clearly not only is he going to play a weekend, <laughs> te- well, not only is he going to play yeah. a weekend team, but I'll be amazed if he's not on the phone to Allardyce saying, if you want your first win at Old Trafford, that's fine, just don't. Don't kick too many of us because he can't play. No, exactly right. Some yes. of the players will have to be involved in the Europa League somehow. Yeah. He can't yeah. pick an entire. And don't team. fall over. Enough. Can't take no yeah. cards either. Yeah. No, exactly. But they haven't got enough fit players to rotate everyone at the exactly. moment, have they? Yeah. And he can only, as, as my as my son points out to anybody who wants to listen, despite what Mourinho says, he can't. He can only pick from the twenty five players that are in the squad. He yeah. can't bring yeah. in a load. He can't bring a load of kids in. Yeah. So you you think that any player in the Man United squad is a half decent player? Yeah, I'm, and I've got to say, it, I, I've. I've kind of liked his journey better than the journey that, that, that if you go across the city, and we'll talk about it in a moment's time. Can I just ask about Juventus, though, Andy? Because you've got somebody yeah. who knows a lot more about Dive in, yeah. than I do. Watching Juventus, it's better way to Monaco, especially. They look like a team so far away from the cliche of Italian football, especially Juventus that we grew up with in mm. the 70s and 80s. They look like a team that have got no sense... They just look like a pretty, an open attack. Can half defend, though. They can half defend. Well, no, but still, but on yeah. top of that, they just... But they can defend without being defensive. Without being, exactly, without yeah, being yeah. a yeah. nil team yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. They look a really good... I mean, that's going to be a good final, isn't it? It yeah. is. It's going to be great. And it's, it's really hard to, to, to pick a winner yeah. because I think Real Madrid... Zinedine Zidane has had nowhere near enough credit for the job he's mm. done. You know, because he's... I don't know, he's, he's not into building a myth around himself like Mourinho or like to a lesser extent to, to Guardiola. But for someone, who, for someone like, who's entitled to as well, yeah, exactly. he's been remarkably sort of like restrained as an individual. He, he, he? he doesn't, he doesn't want to, and he's never wanted to wax lyrical about anything. And uh, mm. people don't like that. They, they, yeah. they, they think, well, maybe, maybe if you're not saying anything, it's because there's nothing to say. It's because there's nothing going on. But that's not necessarily the case, is it? No. Nah. Well, it's, it's clearly not at, the case. At, he's doing at, a fantastic job. At the same time, for a lot of football fans, the manager at Barca uh, Real is never going to get the credit anyway because they say, well, uh, yes, at least I could manage that well, team. We yeah. saw, I, you know, as we've I, seen yeah. with managers whose faces simply didn't fit, yeah. but their records were perfectly good. Yeah. You know, I well, mean, yeah, yeah. you got a bloke up at Newcastle who did all right, didn't you? Yeah. So, you know, so in that kind of territory. And yeah. went to, I, we, I was just going to say about Juventus, sorry to answer, yeah. the, answer the previous question. Um, it's quite a recent thing, actually, that they've that they've been quite as offensive because uh, basically, if you go back to the 2015 Champions League final, not only did they have Tevez, but they had a completely different midfield. You had Pirlo, uh, you had Vidal, yeah, you had Pogba. You have none of those players now, and they're still they're not exactly in an identity crisis, but in a, in a little bit of consideration over where they should go next. Now, in about February. What Massimiliano Allegri, the coach, decided to do is like, you know what? I'm just going to stuff all my offensive players into the same team. Yeah. That's what I'm going to. That's what I'm going to do. And is and hang really, the consequences. And it's yeah. really worked for them. So they, they can still defend brilliantly. And the fact is that the forward players do get through a lot of defensive work. Mandzukic gets through a lot of defensive work. Quadrado. And, and are they the more work. charming winner for you two? Would you do you fancy Juve over Real Madrid in a romantic kind of way? Is that a better winner? I think I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm watching Juve. This Just because RM always do it, don't they? Well, yeah. the, the thing is, they're both dressed as Dracula. Yeah, aren't, yeah. Aren't, they, aren't they traditionally? Just I think like, yeah. one's Peter Cushing and the other's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, I hope Peter Cushing's Juventus. <laughs> uh, short break, back in a moment's time. Hello. 
Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? I will know. That's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star second across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. So we were talking about, obviously... The radar for Manchester earlier, and we are in our European mode because when you got Andy Brassel and indeed a Mr. Kevin Day who has returned from the continent what only time. relatively recently. Yeah. Where were you and why? It's only away for three days. We went to Naples to watch uh, Napoli did. play Cagliari. It's a group of old friends. Have you don't... ever said anything so casually that you're so quite pleased with it ever before? <laughs> And then we went to Herculaneum the next day, of course. Yeah, of course you did. Well, no, you it's, great. It's, it's a great, it's great club. I wish I'd, I, w- I really wish I could get to see more continental football because it is such a different experience. Even the acoustic, even the noise of disappointment is different <laughs> in Italian football than it is at Sellers Park. It's more of a, it's more of a Shakespearean size, of, <laughs> as opposed to right. continuous. Obviously. Yeah, but the whole, whole culture is different. The fact that they get there two hours before kick off and there's like yeah. it's like a Renaissance army watching all the flags and the banners and the, and still I've forgotten how much. I mean Maradona, Christ. I mean just yeah. every second kid's got a Maradona t-shirt on, and, yeah. and everywhere you go, there's images of Maradona. It's just astonishing. Ah, uh, live on that path. Football not brilliant, but you know. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Pet Guardiola's comment, the big club comment, is a really interesting one for me. Not least of which is, I suppose one has to assume that that he can't. You know, you've got to put in context. Pet Guardiola basically said, if I was managing a big club, and I think he then went and referred to. Uh, Bayern Munich and uh, Barcelona, Barcelona, or yeah. pick another, you know, pick a another big club. I'd have been sacked by now, and he kind of goes on to back that up. Mm. But the bit he's left behind while he's on, while he's moving on, backing up, is Man City's part in that equation, which is not the big club part of it. Yeah. Now this is extraordinary tactless, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think you can kind of get away with that in your second language. However, this well is, you can this is what I'm saying. Right. That, that's that's no, all you can do. He, he can go back and presumably sort of like you know, re, re, you know, uh, sort of revisit that sentence. I, but. You do change your personality slightly in every different language that you speak, and I think in a language that's not a native one, you can sometimes like almost revel in the fact that you can be a little more blunt. Than you can in your in your home language. Maybe that's the case because we're English and we really like walk around the subject yeah, 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 and yeah, straight yeah. through the centre. Would of you it. mind awfully if I point out the Man City aren't quite as big as the clubs I've been at before? Yeah, so I remember someone in yeah. Spain telling me once, you know, if you say please and thank you so often, people think it's insincere. Right, yeah. Okay, you're devaluing the word yeah. by using it so much. Oh my god, that's the end of my life as I know. But it. He must have thought. Sorry, I mean, sorry. <laughs> Was it 10 games before they lost the game start of the season? Yeah. Remember when they beat United at Old Trafford and they looked really, really good? Yeah. And everyone thought, this is ludicrous. He, he, he is the best manager in the world. And then suddenly, here we are, however many months on, and he's not quite working. And but don't you th- didn't you think at the time, if he wins the league with a defence like that, yeah. with Gael Clichy, yeah. with yeah, Alex yeah, yeah. Kolarov, he really is a genius. Yeah, yeah because, of course, basically, he, there, he is half a team in, isn't he? I mean, there's no two ways about it. I mean, he's got the front halves fine. 
Yeah. The, the goalkeeper is another story entirely yeah, yeah. and an, an enormous one. But this is the weird but thing. You, you've, been, it, you've been to Italy. I mean, Joe Hart, he wasn't the answer either. You know, it's, it's two separate discussions, well, I mean, isn't even, it? Yeah. Even before they lost 5-0, the Torino chairman said we weren't expecting this many mistakes from the England number one goalkeeper. So you can only assume... It's all right, I'll show you. Well, yeah. Yeah. Five yeah. At the weekend. Yeah. well, you can only assume that Joe Hart's going to be back in England next season, can't you? I would have thought. It's just not for anyone elite. Well, that's really that's where, that's where well, I'm going. Well, I'll tell you, Joe Hart's problem, of course, but he's back. He's behind what is probably the best flush of young English goalkeepers we've had in, in, in ages. Or oh, sort mm. of knocking about the league now, and Butler and Pickford and all those kind of fellas. There's fellas in there who are who who have gone who are surpassing Joe Hart, and will get a better football team than Joe Hart will, which yeah, is that, which how, is interesting. How different would it look if Butler had like not been seriously injured yeah. for well there you go exactly the so are, you, are you saying that South, Hart won't be Southgate's number one goalkeeper then I bet you he, oh, well I, there's no reason he should be is there not giving away that Southgate has basically thus far been relatively sort of savage with reputations he's, he's really at a crossroads though isn't he Joe Hart because yeah the, the, the next move is a, is a huge Crucial, one yeah. how, old, how old would he be is he, is 30. he, is he 30, 30, 30. Yeah. okay so 30 not old, as well we know Thirty's probably a good age to be a goal, goalie at the t- arguably at the top of his game. Yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, you could argue there's still room for growth as well. But I think you, while, while you kind of have to applaud him for going to Torino, you know, not sitting around for making sure he does play yeah. and you know trying a new experience and all the rest of it, it was never going to be a place to prove. Pep Guardiola wrong. Mm. And I know it's received wisdom that Guardiola just didn't think he was good enough with his feet. That's not correct. Guardiola didn't like anything about him as a goalkeeper. Really? He, he, he just didn't like the package. And with the way he played in Euro 2016, well, fair enough. No, really? he stuck yeah, the joint yeah, yeah. out, didn't I mean, he? Just, Let's just, be honest. Just, yeah. be, just because Bravo hasn't worked out, it doesn't mean getting no. rid of Joe Hart was the wrong thing. Yeah. It's, it's, and you know what? If Hart had had the season, I said this back in, I think, November, December, if he'd have had the season... Um, that he's had for Torino with Manchester City, he would have been absolutely sure. flamed. It's he works the, the other way, though, that being good with the feet, because one of the reasons Pardew brought Mandanda in was specifically so he could distribute the ball, like, play the ball out to defenders. But the trouble is, our back four didn't want that. Mm. The last thing our back four wanted was a goalkeeper that was passing the ball to them. They wanted to see it sailing over the Reds towards Benteke. Yeah. How much of a disappointment, sorry, Kevin, how much of a disappointment has it been that he's, he's not worked out? <clears throat> Work, basically the first three or four games he played he became a cult hero straight away yeah. St- absolutely straight away because it was fun to shout Steve every time but there were all sorts of rumours as to what went wrong but you know the story is pretty much that he was sold wrong and he wasn't he, you know, he didn't turn up at a club full of chandeliers and champagne like he thought he was and he wasn't happy with the training sense. but it's still slightly odd that he, his injury that was supposed to be two weeks has kept him out for the rest of the season yeah. Yeah. he's officially out homesick is the is the thing but He's, he's, he's signed off Romsic. Well, that's what. It is. But Excellent. He, he looked like a he looked like a really good shot stopper. But it was quite clear that the back four just weren't happy. You could see the lack of confidence. They didn't want to turn round, take the ball on the half turn. Yeah, but, and then, but welcome to the man, But welcome to Man City's back four as well. And and this is the weird thing is that there's this kind of impression, and I'm sure it is that that on the continent, 
what we've not been seeing that you have, Andy, in, in your previous, is that basically no, that, that no ball has ever travelled more than 10 yards from a goalkeeper in the last 50 years. Yeah. And we're all idiots to not realise that the right-back doesn't start a 50-pass move. This is a, it's a concept idea, like cars that turn up at motor shows, but, rather than a finished article than cars that turn up on the road, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I, I don't think that's true. And I think Guardiola's got more cultural skills than than some would give him credit for. I mean, even though Bayern didn't end up winning the Champions League, I mean, they played some unbelievable football. And Bayern fans who went to the games will tell you that. The football he brought to Munich is just absolutely but, but all jaw-dropping. Dribbling, all dribbled but, out from the keeper, yeah? But, no, 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 no. That's no, what I mean. No, not necessarily. The interesting thing is he made it a real combo between his football. I went to see them at... Uh, Arsenal in uh, February. I went to see him train at Arsenal in, in February and they trained on the pitch at the Emirates before uh, the day before the game. And they still start sessions in exactly the same way with, with the Rondo, the piggy in the middle, which is the cornerstone of yeah. Guardiola's training. So they still carry that sense of guardiola even under Ancelotti. But the, the, the weird thing is that he always loved that real combo between his football and what he saw as German values, like yeah. hard running and tough tackling and all that sort of stuff. Now, I think there are two problems for Guardiola. One, the squad has needed rebuilding for two or three years and it hasn't happened. So he's kind of been left, as you say, Mark, with like half a squad. And the other thing is he wants an English core to his side. Well, that was but A, are there the players? Can I ask and B, question? how much is it going to cost? Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Even for a, t- a team that are a club that are richer than God. Even somebody like Guardiola at Barcelona and at Bayern Munich, would he be the one making the decisions about players to come in? Or is that level? Is that decision taken at a different level and he has to... Does, will he say, I need a centre-back and a left-back, go and get me one? Or will he say, I want that specific player, go and get him for me? Well, it's a bit, it's a bit of both. Right. So, uh, you know, Bayern's a very self-sufficient club. But... I mean, he enjoyed being at Bayern more than he enjoyed his last couple of years at Barcelona because really? upstairs at Barcelona, it was such a mess. He had to be everything. So, you know, when people talked about the possibility of him coming in to replace Wenger, well, that was never going to happen because he didn't want that sort of job where you're you, you the manager. The, the he lot. just wanted yeah. to be the coach and get on with it. And that's, that's what he really enjoyed, especially in the first I'm part. Like, I'm like Arsene Wenger. But, I think we could safely say. But yeah, he had his guys upstairs, didn't he, at, at Manchester City? They're his guys from yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't, they didn't set the table for him, which I find a bit weird. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I must say, just, I mean, just briefly, because we've got Jack in, I'm going to ask you one more question about Chelsea in this context. He's that, of course, he's, he's going to let Zabaleta go, but he's, Zabaleta he played a lot of football for him. Company yeah. suddenly came back as a force again. It struck me that the end, Man City, he ended up with a Man City, which was an old Man City, yeah. whereas yeah. he might have Sorry. liked to have had a clean, sweet version and couldn't do it and realised he ended up needing blokes that knew their way around those football matches. Well, c- certainly, certainly to get to the Champions League, yeah. which at one point looked like it, it might be slipping away. Because yeah, so you, you've, you've got to be able to sell that to new players, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Vincent Company suddenly becomes... The, and, and I thought he looked like he was going to languish, but there you go. Just on that note, I know because I thought it was a good headline, the stand at the day, in Simon Johnson's piece about Chelsea winning the title said, Conley shows why his A-team needs reinforcements. And I know this is a kind of hardy annual here, but we're at the point where Chelsea just won the title. They used 13 or 14 players to win that title. Do we diminish that title win by the fact that they did get to not have to play European football? Or is that some kind of misnomer? What do you both think about that? I think, I think it's churlish. 
to be honest. And yeah. <coughs> Wenger's the one who's leading on that that argument. They didn't have to play midweek European games. Chelsea the best team in the league this season, full stop. No. Mm-hmm. Whatever the reason, you just have to accept that Chelsea the best team in the league this season. Well, after from about six weeks in, when Conte switched to what he knew best, three at the back, which he's always played, they were without a doubt the best. Yeah, and the, and even people last night saying, well, it's you know they played the reserves and they struggled to beat Watford. The old club had a hangover last night. <laughs> well, Literally I think had a hangover. So. They and deserved one. Plan and deserved yeah. one. Plus, yeah. you're not going to get the if same. They were playing yeah. half drunk. It's then what, that was the wrong night. Of course, you're not going to get the intensity. To, I mean, to all those journalists who say, well, this proves that he's got to, he's got to get a load. It's nonsense. They're, they were the best team by a country mile in the Premier League. And it's, in fact, in the, in the end, it was slightly disappointing because I thought, I said it on this podcast, I thought at the start of the season it was going to be the best, most exciting Premier League I know, yeah, race you're there right. was because mm. I thought even clubs like Liverpool would be involved. And it, in the end, well, it, it was close for a while, wasn't it? Was, it was there it was for a while. If it was all about no European football, Chelsea and Liverpool would have been the top two. Yeah. Which at good a point, point looked like point. it, looked like it might there, happen. Yeah. But I, it definitely helped. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And it's very similar to his. His, his first season at, at Juventus, right. where they finished seventh the season before. So he had a clear run. But still, he got a team who was seventh to win the league and yeah. be unbeaten, big, yeah. which was amazing. And he's, yeah. he's done a kind of similar thing with Chelsea. I, On the other hand, I would bet money that they won't win the Premier League next season because he... Because he won't be there? <laughs> that is one there possibility. Is part of that, yeah. That's one possibility. But I, I guess the, the other thing is, he's always had a problem with stepping off he's intense the whole time that was always the the slight criticism of him so drive him into the floor will he at Juventus and he could it's it's, I think no coincidence the season after he left they get to the Champions League final I don't don't think that's any coincidence at all and so especially when you consider that the Premier League is very intense at the top I think it's I think it's hard doesn't it start the the best the best fan action this week were the Inter fans who left halfway through the first half leaving that massive banner did they leave their bike? No, they left. <laughs> they left a massive banner which said in colloquial Italian, "If you can't be asked, nor can we, we're going to lunch." Right? Which is <laughs> they left on mass. But the, it seems to me that Inter Milan, perfect club for Conte to go to, underachieved this season, finished seventh or whatever. Oh, go, yeah. He can't lose. It's he, all in the circle. He, he almost can't lose. If he goes to Inter Milan. They'll finish above where they. And it's he strikes me as the sort of manager who does need to keep. Well, needs a new time. I'm delighted, Kevin, that you that you throw a contention note in the end there, given the fact that, that the entire show started so poorly and had absolutely nowhere to go. You've left it with a massive question and a cheese and onion crisp in your mouth. Mr. Brasson, I'm delighted you can welcome you back. Let's hope that football doesn't die again on a global level so we can ask you once more. And Kevin, as ever, and that was the Whistleblowers. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 203 817-4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net Sports Social Podcast Network.